We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We're here. I wish I could keep this feeling. I wish I could keep this feeling. What up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Corner Podcast. This week's episode of The Corner is brought to you by Casper Mattresses. Casper is an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the cost. You know me and Andreas are always covering events. We're always writing articles. But when we do have time to sleep, we lay our head down on a nice, pillowy, soft premium mattress from Casper Mattresses. Casper is revolutionizing the mattress industry by cutting the cost of dealing with resellers and going straight to you. No showrooms, no middleman. Everyone's seen those creepy guys trying to follow you around the department store. None of that anymore. You get your hands on a nice premium mattress by going straight to Casper Mattresses. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I got to get my rest. So Casper Mattresses is the, is the goods. I'm telling you right now. So listen, you can get $50 off of any mattress purchased by visiting casper.com backslash the corner and entering the promo code the corner. That's one word, the corner. That's casper.com backslash the corner, promo code T H E C O R N E R. Terms and conditions apply. What up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of the Corner Podcast. <laughs> Uh, we are switching it up this week, going to have a little bit of a shorter show, but don't worry, we're going to pack everything into it, and man, the summertime is here, Dre, it's about to be 90 degrees, 100 degrees in Vegas, you know, uh, sun's out, bun's out time of the year, uh, us not partaking as much in the viewing pleasure of this, now that we're, you know, very, very taken men, but you know, it, it's nice to walk around the strip and, and see that people are having fun, and there's just a, a different bounce. But it feels different. It, this year in particular, we don't have a single de Mayo fight. 
Oh, man, we don't. Goddamn Canelo and <laughs> his tainted meat. But then again, I'm actually looking forward to this. Like, I'm going to the Cinco de Mayo Festival this weekend. It's up the street to my house, from my house. This is my first time in 10 years not having to cover a fight on Cinco de Mayo weekend. And I'm about to enjoy the hell out of it. It feels weird. It's going to be good. I, I get to get drunk on Cinco de Mayo for the first time in what feels like forever. But it, it, it feels weird. No Floyd. We just got over the fact that we won't see Floyd anymore on Cinco de Mayo. This used to be Ratchet Weekends. This was our urban loitering time. And then now it's, it's completely different. Canelo ain't bringing him in. Golovkin is fighting. We're going to talk about that. But he moved out of Vegas, moved to LA. It's like we're deserted right now. It's eerie right now it, over Vegas. And it's the perfect weekend to have fights. And we whacked out because it tainted me. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. Golovkin's uh, still fighting this weekend. We'll talk about that. Um, we got a lot of combat sports to talk about. But before we even talk about anything, including Kanye, how great was Infinity War? Oh, man. Uh, I've watched it three times in theaters. So it's that great. I've heard it's even better in 3D, but 3D movies kind of whack me out, so I haven't tried it yet. I might have to do that in a couple weeks before it leaves theaters. Um, I might, when my kids get here, I might take them to see it in 3D just to switch it up, just to see see what's good with that. But man, it it was everything I thought it would be. It's crazy that they they spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, you're whack anyway. They wiped out half of the roster. A one snap of the finger, um, kind of leaving the OGs of Avengers still there. So I'm excited to see what they do with the next one. Uh, stayed for the end credits. I'm hoping it's not like over the top with Captain Marvel. I understand she'll probably play the Silver Surfer role in things, but man, I, I hope it's not like oh everyone sucks, everyone's washed. Silver, but um, Captain Marvel can you know beat Thanos real quick and easy. Like I, I don't want it to be that. Damn, you just gave up all the spoilers. You better make sure you tell people before we start the show. Listen, we give, yo, we gave y'all a week. A week and some change. Y'all fine. Man, y'all, dis- you so disrespectful. But uh, <laughs> Captain Marvel, I mean, there's so much to, to discuss. I mean, the fact that, you know, there's questions like, why could Captain America touch the Infinity Jewel and not die? Right? Like, that that's a big deal. If, if people remember, in uh, Age of Ultron, Captain America was the only one that was able to move Thor's hammer. So he couldn't pick it up, but he was the only human that was able to move it. So there's something to Captain America that's going to be a, a part of this thing. So it's it's the movie was just great. Um, Did he touch man. an Infinity Stone? Now you just bugged me out. Yeah, go back and watch it. He touched an Infinity Stone. Man, listen. Yeah, okay, I gotta watch this. Like, like go back <laughs> to that whole that whole final scene. I mean, there's something to Captain America. I mean, obviously Doctor Strange knows something that everybody else doesn't. Just the way the movie ended, I, I, the theater was mad silent that I was at. It was just like nobody said shit. <laughs> like it was, and then some people left, and I was like, "Yo, what are y'all doing?" Yeah, I was like, I, guess I don't see Marvel movies. What's wrong with you people? Some they um, they judged me so hard for leaving the second time I watched, because I watched like I watched it on Friday and then I watched it Saturday night, um, and then the people were looking at me like, oh, "How dare you leave?" And I'm like, "Yo, I already, I already seen it once. I stayed for this. Don't worry about me." Like, I know, yeah. I know. They, but, yeah, they judged me heavy. Um, no, it, it was dope. I, I liked how it went. Let's just all say that if we have to blame everyone, anyone, I mean, if we have to blame anyone 
for Thanos getting all of the Infinity Stones, it easily has to be Peter Quill. He whacked out. Damn, you are, you are really just giving up all the spoilers. I don't care. Like, they ah, saw it. Damn. Like, everybody who listens to our podcast has seen this shit. We talked about it on Twitter already. If you haven't, yo, this we gave y'all the grace period. How long do they want? I'm just saying, people got families, man. Like, you are really <laughs> ruining... You are ruining a film. I, and I know, like, I hated social media. I muted everything. Yeah, we're here. On, mute, listen, like, I've been waiting I, a week I to could, talk about this shit. I've been holding it in for the podcast. I don't care. We're letting it all go. All the gems. I, I, I don't care. This is, this is what we need to talk about. I got questions. Damn it, I got questions. I got a week worth of questions to ask about this movie. Like, where was Thanos at the end? Everyone has a different theory. Who knows? He was, he was looking at the sunset, like you said. Yeah, but where? Because now we know. And once again, I don't care. I'm letting out all the spoilers. The cat's out the bag. Uh, Stark is going to have to find him. Because there's no other way, way for Stark to get back to Earth. So he has Ooh. to hunt Thanos wherever Thanos is. Where is he? Stark don't know shit about space. Oh. So this I'm is, sure this is an this, odd dynamic. This, Captain Marvel is going to have a lot to do with this because, I mean, Captain Marvel is one of the most powerful. If, if, you, if anybody remembers, if you're old enough to remember the Marvel cards, I used to have them all. I had the entire <laughs> set. And they, they tell you how strong everybody was. Like, Captain Marvel was one of the strongest, period. So... She, it's pretty logical that she could be the one that, that's the linchpin to take down Thanos in, in part two. But I figure if they hopefully people don't come back. I, I kind of like definitive death and people not coming back. I don't want to be appeased, but like, going, oh, well, they're here. No, I hope some of these fools are gone. Wait, like not come back until the end of the next movie? Or no, not I'm come like, back at all. I'm just saying some of the people that I, I want somebody I want people to be dead. Like, I need people to die. Like, I don't need, I think they're dead, and then they come back. I well, need permanent death. I could tell you two people who I think are permanently dead. And I think Loki's a rap. And then I think Gamora's a rap. Yeah, but I, I need Everybody major. else can I need, bring back. See, I don't, I don't want everybody else to come back. Like I, like I said, I like definitive death. Look, man, I, I'm, <laughs> when, I went, when I was a kid and I went and saw Transformers the movie... And they went and started murking people, like all the characters in the beginning of the movie. As a kid, I was like, yo, because there was a reason behind it. Like, I'm about to get real nerd here real quick. <laughs> but like the 86 cartoon version of the Transformers movie, they killed a vast majority of the good guys because they needed to find a way to usher in the next wave of toys. So they had to get rid of like Ironside and Jazz and they had to ki- kill all of them. No, I think Jazz lived in the movie. I know Ironside died, Ironhide died, and a few others. Wheeljack. So they had to kill them all. But it traumatized so many kids that G.I. <laughs> Joe attempted to do the same thing. And then they had to pull back G.I. Joe because they were going to kill Duke, who was the leader of G.I. Joe. But they had to pull it back because kids were traumatized. When Optimus Prime took an L, kids were traumatized, me included. So it's like, I, but I, I like that. I like shaking things up. I don't like you shooting somebody and it's like, oh, well, he's not really dead. He's coming back in the sequel. I don't like that shit. If you're going to kill somebody, kill him. Like, or kill him in the sequel. Like, I want somebody to go. That's my piece on that. Anyway. Someone's going to die in the sequel. Someone's going to really die in the sequel. Um, no, yeah, I, I, thought it was, I thought it was good front to back. I, I guess I got to watch it again, though. This third time or the fourth time is going to be a charm. Uh, can't wait, though, man. It was everything we wanted. Now we, we get Ant-Man in the meantime, Captain Marvel standalone. Uh, Deadpool coming up here in a couple weeks. That shit looks funny. So there's enough to hold us over 
until the next one. But man, yeah. I wish I hope this this year goes quick. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, for me, like the the last movie to do this to me was Kill Bill, and I remember seeing Kill Bill one and was like, "Fuck, <laughs> when is Kill Bill two coming?" And uh, so this movie has got me like that. Like I'm like, yo, but hopefully, you know, a year is, it sounds like a long time, but it'll it'll fly by. Like a lot of us will forget about these things, and Marvel will hold us over with Ant Man and the Wasp and Deadpool, and we'll start to get more details on the Fox deal and uh, the X Men. Ho- hopefully, you know, some of them making a. a debut in the next infinity war so or whatever they're going to call this avengers movie so i'm excited i am too are you one of the people that thought thanos was justified no man come on okay that's genocide family like listen the guy had a premise he had a premise there's no nah, man people look, look like we're about to talk about Kanye like West. <laughs> like people people are fucking stupid like we're about to talk we, like we can transition right into Kanye West free thinking doesn't mean you can say stupid shit and there was nothing about Thanos that was like yo that makes sense no it doesn't it's genocide like wiping out people and taking it upon yourself to kill people is genocide slavery is not a fucking choice god damn it like what the fuck is wrong with Kanye West well, we gotta get this guy out of here listening listen according to Kanye West slavery is a choice like like they stayed and was like you know what fuck it free room and board like it's to him, you know what? They could have just swam back to Africa, maybe. I'm I'm not sure how he justifies that whole part of history. But he's not here talking facts. You know no. the the what do he do? Uh, he quoted someone that was just ridiculous. He quoted Harriet Tubman. Harriet the quote Tubman. was fucking wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like the quote doesn't even exist. Like the, in theory, that is a great concept. Like slavery is in your mind, not in physicality. Yeah, it's a great theory, but she didn't say it. And somebody tried to check me. He was like, no, yeah, she did. I'm like, look, you're talking to the wrong one right now. Like, <laughs> I, I was woke before woke was a fucking word. So y'all got to cut that shit out. Like, I, my life has been dedicated to this shit. And people were like, yo, Harry Tubman said that. No, she didn't. Like, Willie's Lynch syndrome, is, that's not a real book. Like, y'all got to chill. But your man Kanye, like, the Charlemagne interview, like, I, I haven't been able to get through the entire interview because it drives me nuts. Because he's just... He's ah man, his ego is just out of this world, and he's so out of touch with life, and he's just really empowering um, the right to say that yo, that black man is telling y'all the truth. No, he's not. Like between him and Candace Owens, oh, fucking both. Yeah, that's the key. He says it with so much conviction that people believe it's the truth. That that's what's most mind-boggling to me so far. It's that I've always thought that if you just speak something out and you say that shit. Like, just, I guess, confidence. People will believe you. People be like, yo, the earth is flat. People are like, god damn, is the earth flat? Like, it's some just dumb shit you can say. He's taking that to the next level. And does this benefit him? That's the biggest question. That's, that's where everything is going. Uh, the little MAGA white chick who went to UNLV and now stirs shit up all the time. Uh, Lauren, Tommy Lauren or whatever. She was like... Um, don't go with Kanye. He's not our voice. He's doing this to sell albums. Well, is he going to sell albums? Like, it, it, are MAGA people really going to buy it or stream his album thinking he's going all pro-Trump? Like, I, I don't well, understand. See, look, there's, there's a couple things here to talk about. One is this whole concept of buying albums doesn't even exist anymore. No. Like, we have to get past this. And a lot of people talk about this. Yeah, like, every week, like, there's a new record that's been broke. Post Malone broke this record. Like, uh, Cardi B went, like, gold in five minutes. Like, it's all bullshit. Because the first, first thing is, we don't even own music anymore. Like, nobody owns music. 
like you go, you buy a subscription to a streaming service, and once you stop paying for that subscription, the music's gone. So you don't even own it. So it's like I, I pay, I'm paying for access to listen through your library. Like I'm paying for access to go borrow your books, but I don't own them. Like me, you see my bookshelf. I've got books. I own that. Like I made an investment in that. So nobody's making an investment in Kanye West. People are going to listen to the album because it's Kanye West. But I don't think it's going to be like this this groundswell of people from the right who are going to be like, man, I need to listen to Kanye West for the first time in my entire life. That's not happening. Like we're talking about Kanye West, but it's not necessarily going to translate. I don't I don't see how this is going to be. Oh, man, this is a marketing ploy. This is not a marketing ploy. Like he's trying to get buzz, which is true. But I don't see how this benefits him at the end of the day, because I, honestly, he's turned a lot of people off. But the people that he's turned on and off, people are still going to listen to the album. Still going to buy the sneakers. Still going to do everything else. Yeah. That, yeah, that'll I, hit him harder than the, anything if people stop buying the sneakers. Yeah, I, I wish boycotting and was was and canceling was a real concept that people actually follow through with, but it's not. Like the whole thing about yo yo such and such is canceled. Like they tried to cancel Issa Rae for a book <laughs> that she wrote. Yo, she wrote this book three years ago, more than three years ago. I have the book. I read the book. And there's a quote in there about, you know, black women dating Asian men. It was taken completely out of context because in the book, what she says is on dating apps, the most the least desirables are Asian men and black women. So she said, shit, they might as well date together. It was it was somewhat a joke, but it was rooted in truth. And people took that. It was like, yo, it's a saying date Asian men. Y'all are stupid. Y'all lack context in life. Y'all don't know shit. People who say this to cancel her, like, what are you canceling her for? You're going to watch Insecure next season. Cut it out. Yeah. So. But it's like that. But that's what we're doing is like we're, we're fake canceling people like I have like people who are going to like Kanye are still going to like Kanye. That's why they're defending him. Like people that are defending him like, yo, this is a marketing point. I'm looking at you glasses, Malone. Like you got y'all got to chill with that, man. Like this man is, is what he's saying is dangerous because it's empowering the wrong group of people. Um, but if y'all think he's going to sell a bunch more records. OK, yeah, he's going to sell more albums because of this. All right. He's going to do what he was going to do anyway. Because, like, Drake ain't going to have to do nothing that's going to sell more than Kanye. Easy. We're not going to see Drake do any of this shit. So, I mean, it'll help us talking about him. But let's see if the album fucking comes about. How about that? I'm not even convinced the album drops on June 1st. Yeah, I mean, now he has to strike while the iron's hot. Um, we'll see if the album's actually any good. That's that, the other thing. That's the first step. Like, if it's not good, then we're, we ain't talking about shit. Because it has to be good music, no pun intended. Um, I'm not sure if he's in that space anymore. And pe- I, I loved that people were quoting old Kanye songs, College Dropout, um, you know, all three of, of the series. And they're quoting that, 808s, whatever they may have been quoting, like woke Kanye. And I'm like, yo, you're, you're quoting Rhyme Fest. You're, you're quoting Consequence. Like you're quoting dudes and influences that Kanye at this point there's enough to to just show enough evidence to show he's just a chameleon yeah he he I mean, is whoever he hung out with at the time so you're calling a bunch of people who were pretty woke who still to this day are pretty woke and Kanye was just around them and wanted to be like them now he's around a different set of people and wants to be like them so bad that he's spewing whatever they spew well, I, let's put this let's put this out in the open. Like Kanye West, when he arrived on the scene, he has always desired to be around the rich white elite. They, they, there's every interview, every 
thing he's ever talked about was wanting to be a part of the rich white elite. He never wanted to be black and successful. He wanted to be a creator who was part of them from the jump, day one. Because he, like, he quotes things like, uh, well, he doesn't even quote, like he says, I want to be like Ralph. I want to be like Disney. But he doesn't take the values of what Ralph Lauren or Bill Gates or Disney, like he takes none of that. He just wants their success. So when he talks about Donald Trump, the only thing he really talks about, because like T.I. challenged him, like what half of this stuff, politics do you believe in? He doesn't even fucking know. The only thing that Kanye knows is that Trump went against the grain. And that's all Kanye has ever tried to do with his entire life. So he admires that about Trump. But it's dangerous when you don't know shit about Trump. Like you don't, you don't. You don't know the politics of, of, of Walt Disney. Like, you don't know if, who he was. Like, you know nothing, but you want to be that enterprise, right? That's all he ever talks about. Um, the other thing on that is, like, I've been friends with Ron Fest for a long time. He's not listening to this podcast. And the, the cat's already out the back. Um, years ago, we were working on something together. I don't know if people remember the, the puppet cartoon that Kanye was supposed to have. <laughs> the on, on cart- it, was a, it was supposed to be on cartoon. Was it Cartoon Network or Adult Swim? Um, the, it, it was. It, it had a, a actual um, pilot that was on YouTube, and I think it might have been HBO or something like that. I was writing for that it, through Ryan Fest. Ryan Fest called me one day and was like, "Yo, send me some ideas. Kanye's doing the show. Um, if it takes off, we're gonna put you on the writing staff." This is like '07. I never. I don't think I've ever told anybody this, and I don't think enough people listen to podcasts to care. Um, to make a difference. And it doesn't matter now because the show never happened. Um, so me and Ron Confess got really cool over the years. And Ron Fest sent me his L. Che album way before it dropped. So we used to have conversations. And now, like, I used to ask him just random questions about songs. And, like, when he told me he wrote crack music, and this is, like, this is like right around graduation or before that. And I was like, yo, you still writing this shit? And he was like, yo, in a nutshell, I'm not going to quote exactly what he said. Anything political that Kanye said came from my mouth. Like, those are my words. And he wasn't trying to shit on Kanye, but he was just saying the political edge of Kanye, the conscious edge of Kanye, is all Ryan Fest. And I and believe it. It's Ryan Fest, it's cons, it's yeah. like it there's no secret anymore. Like Yo, it's eight oh eight to heartbreak was Kid Cudi. This last yeah. album was fucking Chance the Rapper. He just that's Travis what he Scott. does. So the thing is is that in I'm gonna take this the wrong way, but Kanye West is not smart. There's nothing about Kanye West that's intelligent in the sense of, like, I pick up and read books and I can debate you on philosophies or history. Like, Kanye's not that guy, right? He's a, he's a great producer who is questionable these days. But he's not smart. Like, he's not a guy that's, like, really changing the world. Like, y'all that are following him into the depths of hell are fucking lemmings. Like, you got to recognize, man, this man just wants attention. Mm-hmm. So, but that's where we are now. Kanye West is here, and he's a prominent voice in our community, and people are going to walk off the cliff with him, arguing these points and giving and saying, just because he likes Trump. Dog, he don't like Trump. He likes the idea of Trump. Kanye West, honestly, if he was just an average man, would be pretty harmless. Because he's not really, like, a dangerous person. It's the people that follow him are the ones I'm worried about. Like, Kanye's just a guy who, honestly, I think just wants to be accepted. I mean, and, you can say the same thing about Trump. Like, Trump, Trump's uh, just a, a guy that wanted a platform and spewed a bunch of stuff and saw it. It was like, yo, I wonder if this sticks. It's the people who follow him. The nah, everyday it, people who are kind of, you know, you, you just blindly follow people and you open your eyes and be like, are you serious? Like, well, you know, this is the message you follow. 
that part of that is true, but here's the difference between Trump and Kanye. And this is this is it. We can move on to combat sports unless you got something to say about this. Donald Trump has had that fucked up hair for how long now? And has never changed it. And this is true. That's He's true. never changed it. Kanye West said he got liposuction because he worried about TMZ calling him fat. There's a different kind of insecurity that Kanye West carries that Trump has no part of. Donald Trump Time out. Not- Time out. He got liposuction? You ain't the T. He says in the TMZ he got liposuction. He got lipo. That's what got the, that. that's what put him on the opioid addiction because he he blamed he blamed people for him needing to lose weight because we were gonna call him fat when that's nothing but insecurity because I'm sure he went to Kim Kardashian's plastic surgeon to get this done like of yo you this, this is you you're insecure like Donald Trump's hair has been talked about for eons. He's never changed that shit because he could never he could give a fuck less what we think about his hair. Kanye got liposuction because he was worried about what TMZ thought. It's a different world of insecurity. Kanye West doesn't want to be a, he doesn't want to be Diddy or Jay Z. He wants to be Disney, but you can't be Disney. You're not that smart, dude. Yeah, you're not that guy. But he's so insecure and he just wants he needs a hug, man. He lost his bomb. That was his filter. I feel bad for him in that sense, but he's not smart. Y'all gotta stop treating this man like he's smart. He's a fucking dummy. He didn't. He didn't pick up books. He didn't. He. I mean, shit. He's a college dropout. Not that it's necessarily a bad thing, but let's be real. The dude just wasn't a smart guy. He's a creative guy. Like he's not even his fashion sense isn't even that great. Y'all gotta chill with this shit. No, his fashion sense isn't that great. I don't like. I watch some of those fashion shows. I'm like, yo, are you fucking serious? And the stuff people buy. These Yeezy fives suck. These shits are horrible. And people are buying them, like, flying off the shelves. Like, yo, people, the, the hype beast movement and the puppets out there are just real right now. Yeah, um, if, you, if you want to admire anything, admire Kanye's ambition, right? But just, you got to know when a dummy's a dummy, right? <laughs> or you, you got to know when somebody's ignorant and just don't know shit. And Kanye's speaking out his ass and it's become dangerous because people follow this shit. Like, when reality stars are bigger celebrities than actors, there's something wrong with the world. And Kanye's, like, he's transitioning to that point. I mean, look, man, the man married into the Kardashian family. And if this divorce stuff is true, yo, people are about to really turn on Kanye. I'm going to feel really bad for this guy. But he's in a tough He's He's in a dangerous spot, but his ego is out of this world. Somebody needed to check his ass a long time ago. Yeah. All right, let's get to combat sports then, because uh, we got a nice little compact show here, so we got to talk about what we came here to talk about. Um, we touched on Triple G earlier. He has his fight this weekend. Should have been against Canelo. That's not happening. Um, Kevin Ioli, Yahoo Sports Today, put out an article that Triple G says the likelihood of a rematch with Canelo is only at 10%. That's the strongest 10% I've ever seen because he is not passing up on that paycheck. No way, no how. Right? No, that fight <laughs> is happening. I think, yeah. But I think what, what, what Triple G is doing is posturing. Um, because he doesn't want to make the same concessions that he had to make for the first fight and this, the rematch that was booked for May 5th. He doesn't want to give up the money. He doesn't want to give up the, the whatever he had to give up for this fight. He doesn't want to do that in the rematch. So he's going to say 10% because he doesn't want to be pushed around when it comes to negotiations. Like Tom Loeffler is the one who's going to be like, yo, y'all fucked up our money the first time. Like, get, like, like, the, the split's got to be different. Like Y'all got to figure this shit out. But yeah, that 10%, it's like 100%. That fight's fucking happening. So either way. Um, but people making out Triple G to be able to be the bad guy really bugged me out. Like What? No, they- <laughs> you know, people are saying he should have fought like Devchenko. He should have fought uh, Bubu Andre- Andrade. But He should have fought Canelo Alvarez. 
and Canelo yeah, messed that up. So now yeah. you, you take what you can get. Right. And he's still fine. He's still going to get a check, right? Like, he's going to check. He's not wasting the training camp. He's 36. He can't. He doesn't have time for that. Um, and he's going to fight Venice Monterosian, which is, I mean, it is what it is. And, and Venice, you know, he's never been stopped before. He's a good fighter. He, he hasn't fought in two years, but he's a good fighter at 154. He's, he's going to get beat, but what the fuck you want Triple G to do? Y'all got to set up. Yeah, they're, they're lucky because this is going to happen in boxing as much as it does MMA. They's taking the fight on short notice. Yeah. Because he could have just said, you know what? I'm not fighting right now. Figure it out. But he wants to stay active. He wants the paycheck. And this is only going to make him, you know, bigger because it's another highlight fight. Honestly, at this point in his career, highlight knockouts aren't easy to come by because you're facing the best of the best. So take your little yeah. highlight knockout, put it on the reel, and let's roll it forward. And people act like Triple G isn't 36. He don't got time to be just sitting back waiting for Canelo. Nah, man. You can't be wasting training camps, man. Go get that money. Yeah, you know can't what I'm saying? waste Go get time, that, can't get waste fight. training camps. No, no. It's, it's finite right now. And he's smart enough to know that. Um, yep. All right, is it going over six minutes? Yeah, yeah. No, um, Triple G is not a one punch knockout guy. Even though his punches hurt like oh, hell. Oh, not six minutes. Six rounds. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, I, I think. Well, the over under is eight and a half, and I said the fight's going under. Um, and I think Triple G is gonna he's gonna get a finish. But Venice is pretty tough. Not that he hasn't been down before. He got knocked down by like Saul Roman in like the, the opening minutes of their fight. Um, he's been knocked down in the past. Um, but I, I'm not saying that Triple G is going to carry him to give the people a show, but he, he could six rounds is right around the time. I think this fight's going to end. I think, I think he'll, he'll make it fun. He'll walk, like he'll do the Kell Brook. Like he'll, he'll take some shots cause he ain't really worried about Venice's power and he's just going to walk him down and mow his ass down. So probably around six rounds sounds about right. Yeah. And Triple G, the first couple times I saw him were in StubHub. He just puts on a show there every time. Every single time. So I expect it to be entertaining. I don't expect it to go six rounds um, unless he wants it to. You know, big drama show. He's carried people that far before and just punished them. So I expect it to get done earlier, but maybe not. We'll see. Um, that's going to be a good fight, though. MMA-wise, do we have anything coming up in MMA? No, man. We just had uh, Fedor turning back the clock, I guess. And, uh, uh, yeah. Frank Mir. Well, uh, Frank Mir definitely looked like a better Frank Mir. Um, it looked like he rededicated himself to the gym and his physique yes. improved from the last couple of times we've seen him. <laughs> uh, yeah, mm. that's my story. I'm sticking to it. So Mir came, he landed a couple shots. Fedor to me, not getting knocked out was the biggest story of that fight because Fedor right. took a couple to the chin and I thought if he took anything to the chin, it'd be night night. So I, he didn't. He ate them. He delivered it back. He got a knockout. Um, people went nuts for it. I, I thought that was cool. Now he gets to face Chell Sinan, who has no power against people at 205, let alone against heavyweights. He doesn't really have to worry about getting knocked out. Chell has to take this to the ground. And even then, Fedor is the bigger guy. So um, I, I like Fedor's chances in the next fight. And Fedor might be the Bellator champion in 2019. Who knew? I think I think Ryan Bader might watch Fedor, but uh, but and it's crazy because you like Ryan Bader, really? But um, yeah, I, I thought Frank Mir was gonna put up a better fight. I didn't think I thought it was gonna last a lot longer. I thought it was gonna be a little bit more. Uh, well, Frank Mir uh, landed a nice amount of punches. 
Like he it's did. not like he didn't put he up did. a good fight. Yeah, I mean, for what it was, it was quick. Uh, well, yeah, I, I guess. I, I don't know if Fedor is turning back the clock or this is just two old washed up guys fighting each other. And I think the latter is true, but it's very possible that Fedor could win this whole thing. It's crazy. Fedor heavyweight champion <laughs> in 2018. Like, what the fuck? Oh, <laughs> um, well, yeah, whatever. But yeah, there's really nothing to talk about in MMA. It's a. Uh, let me see. Nate, we got Nick Diaz beating people up at the at the club, according to Marlon Wayans. You got. <laughs> Listen, it's the Diaz brother. You expect anything? They said Nate, Nate's going to fight in August. Uh, I believe uh, when I see it. I don't put it past it though. I mean, the that Conor McGregor paycheck was pretty nice, but it's not enough where you can disappear like Conor McGregor. So True. you you got to fight again sooner or later. This this weed ain't gonna buy itself. No, that's true. I, I think Nate will, I mean, Nate will probably fight. I don't know if it'll be August, though. I, I, I just think I'll find the right opponent and figure things out. Um, but, yeah, it's like it's pretty quiet in the world of MMA. Uh, have we had anything great booked? I mean, Dana White well, saying that style Connor could beat. Oh, yeah, Stylebender. He's yeah, going to get yeah. the headline, kind of step up in competition. Fighting um, Tavares in the Ultimate Fighter finale. Yeah, yeah and we'll, we'll be there, so that's dope. Yeah, um, we'll be there. What else is there? And and that's actually a good spot. I remember the last time we went and saw someone on the rise there. It was, uh, I think it was Ellenberger versus, damn, who did Ellenberger face? Wonderboy. Yeah, Wonderboy kicked his head off because yeah. you said Ellenberger was going to beat him. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. uh, Ellenberger could take him deep. Bang, first round. I was like, oh, worst prediction ever. Um, yeah. so that that wasn't great so um yeah wonder boy is the last one so now we see style bender kind of in that same showcase so that that'll be fun yeah. he might lose that fight it's a huge step up in competition <laughs> just yeah i mean uh, clearly he's got to work on his takedown defense like clearly and now it's and, five uh, rounds of it yeah and facing brad tavares who's he's a good fighter and uh and he's got good wrestling, so it's the perfect fight to find out where he's at. I don't, you know, boxing just wouldn't have happened. It would have been like too soon for that. Let's find somebody else. Um, but you know, UFC does—they don't really care. It's like, yo, we're just gonna throw you in there, and if you get beat, fuck it, you'll be back. I guess. So <laughs> I guess they'll figure it out. That's that's what they're hoping for. Like, fuck it. Like, if you win, you're on the fast track. If you lose, uh, you're kind of a rat. Um, yeah. So not nah, not much in MMA. You said Dana White said something about Connor. I, I'm shocked because yeah, that's all he did that well, moves the needle now. The only thing he, he said is if uh, Connor fights Khabib and won't be in Russia, it'll be it'll have to be invaded. Um, take that for what it's worth. Duh. Uh, nah, I'll take that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I kind of figured that. Yeah, it's Khabib. Khabib will probably get a fight in Russia, but yeah, it won't be against Connor. No. It was never going to be. October third is when I think is bookmarked for that Vegas card. That's when yeah. I expect it to happen. We'll see. Like, look, he's got to go to court in June. I don't know if the yeah. I mean, the, I feel like I've said a billion times before. They got to. They have to do something to Connor. They need to punish him. I don't know if they're going to, um, but they should. If they and punish him, it'll be a three month suspension, and he'll be right, right and ready for October. Oh, what they'll do is it'll be retroactive to the date that the incident ha- happened, and they'll be like, oh man, look at that! What a coincidence! It's right before October. He's ready to fight. <laughs> It'll be some bullshit, but. It is what it is. You know, the UFC is still hemorrhaging money, um, and they bought a limit, like I've said a billion times before. So Yeah, man, whatever. listen. CM Punk is on is on another pay-per-view card. They are um, – like, Greg Hardy is getting a tryout. 
Yo, unbelievable. I mean, I'm like, not even going to say unbelievable, but they don't even care. It's like bad PR, whatever. Whatever. Like, they need some PR. That Good, bad, as long as it's something. Because you know, it, when Greg Hardy fights on a UFC pay-per-view, it will be on ESPN. It will be on Fox. It will be on Yahoo. I mean, we're, we're looking. We were talking about this in a group chat the other day. It's hard as hell to get, you know, an MMA story, a normal MMA story on like a front page of Yahoo. If your name's yeah, not no. Conor McGregor, Greg Hardy will do that. Yeah, and, and that's, I mean, you know, I write for Yahoo, and I, not to give up what always goes on behind the scenes, but, yeah, it's like we're, we look for bigger stories. Like, and Greg Hardy, I've, I've written about every Greg Hardy fight for Yahoo, and it's been on the front page. That tells you how much attention is with Greg Hardy versus anybody else. Tavares, like, nobody else moves the needle, but Greg Hardy moves the needle. Um, so I get why they signed him. It, 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 it gets traffic. Like, people want to watch him fight, I yeah. guess. No, yeah, I mean, it, it's polarizing. It's a topic of conversation, and that's what they need most. Um, so I understand that. Let's go to pro wrestling then. Fuck it. We got, uh, we got a nice amount of minutes left. Greatest Royal Rumble. Best moment of the night. Titus O'Neil face first like he's sliding into home. Bruh. Yo, <laughs> it couldn't be any more perfect. I watched that shit back like 10, 11 times. Yo. That was Shockmaster 2018. That 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 was, yeah. I was like, and the funny. Here's the funny for me, like when because I watched because I watched it that morning. That and I that was the longest goddamn show ever. Um, but I watched it and I was watching the Greatest Show Rumble and I, and I needed to go to the bathroom because the show was so goddamn long. And I, I had, my wife came down, so she was watching my daughter real quick. So Titus music hits, and I was like, perfect time to go to the bathroom. And I went to the bathroom, and all I heard was Michael Cole laughing. And I had I ran out, and I saw the replays. I was like, I cannot believe I missed this shit live. <laughs> like, I couldn't believe I missed it. But, yo, the most unintentional incident that turned out to be absolutely hilarious. Other than that, the Greatest Royal Rumble was kind of whack. No, it was whack. Um, it's funny to hear that, like, the Saudi Arabian prince dude who's responsible for the thing requested Undertaker, Yokozuna, and Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, he so just... it's, it backs up my fact of saying that I'm pretty sure they don't know anything past wrestling in like 1998. Yeah, they, you know, they're like the kids who get the t-shirts from the guys who lost the NBA Finals 10 years ago. Yeah, that's exactly you know what, <laughs> that's like exactly the last year what version of the Cleveland Cavs championship shirts. Like they, they're the, that's Saudi Arabia when it comes to pro wrestling. They're like, oh, Undertaker? Like, no, dude. Like, he's like 100 years yeah, old. It was the quietest yes chance I've seen in like three years. Um, the Saudi Arabian dudes in the front, like the diplomats, not even paying attention. Yo, they had like the hardest, like, yo, when you look at the sofa chairs, like, where did they get these sofa chairs from? Like, these were like amazing chairs that I think I have like one in my crib. And they had these in the front row and they were like super relaxed. And there was a time, I think, during maybe the Lesnar cage match, maybe Nakamura match. I just was watching them for an extended period of time, and I was like, "Yo, they really don't give a fuck. They're just like here, like they're, they're just like they're supposed to be here." Or yeah, it was like, like fuck it, it's something to do, whatever. The crowd, like up top, was kind of hot for stuff. Yeah, that those first couple rows, and it made for a horrible viewing product. Yeah, because their too. backs were turned half the time. Yeah, it was yo, know, it was crazy. I'm watching them, I'm like yo, they, they're just here, they're just here, but uh. <laughs> Yo, Braun winning the Royal Rumble, it's like, all right, whatever. That's but cool. it, it now, it feels weird because it's like, yo, okay, Roman lost, quote-unquote. 
um, do that little dumb controversy or whatever, which means they're going to end up doing it again, uh, whatever the pay-per-view after Backlash No is. way. They have to. It feels like they have to. But it's like money in the on, bank. But on, on, a, on the other side of it, it really feels like Braun Strowman's ahead of Roman Reigns. They're, like, they're finally recognizing this, and I don't know when you put the title on Braun Strowman, but it's like, yo, he just won the greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah. Like, you can do it again, and it's going to be the same same outcome because Brock's going to win. And Strowman has to be Brock at SummerSlam. Yo, listen. Brock and Roman was such a terrible match. It was literally watching t- Ryu versus Cam throw fireballs at each other for the, however long it was. Oh, well, it's I like, didn't think it was that bad because at least Brock sold. But, yeah, it was all finishers, right? Yeah, like you felt like there was like spears, Superman punches, like you know, you gotta cut it out. It's like they only like have you ever played that person like Mortal Kombat who only knows how to throw the scorpion spear and it's like I hate yo, that shit. And it's just it's like, nothing but like you know, getting frozen by Sub Zero yeah. or bicycle kicks by Liu Kang, just over and over and over. Oh. That was just oh, it was t- like I'm watching this match. I just thought, and then when I saw Brock, like I, I was about to tweet it earlier when I was watching. I was like, watch this shit be some shit where they fly through the cage. I didn't think it was going to be that specific anywhere they just both feet rule or whatever. But I was like, why well, should it be some dumb shit? Because they got to they gotta come out of the cage somehow. And then that shit happened. I was like, really? Like, it's, man, they just got to stop. These, like, <laughs> they got to cut it out with these two. Yeah, I think we're seeing the beginning of the end. And um, I'm not sure where Roman goes from here. But I, I think this summer is the perfect time for a reboot. And everyone there knows it except for Vince. And I think maybe even Vince is noticing it. Only because he has a better option. If he didn't have a better option, we'd still be stuck with it. Yeah. But the, the, the thing that I fear the most about Braun Strowman is where does he come down? Like, this, this star is rising so high, but even if he wins the title, well, what's a logical view for Braun Strowman? Because it's not like you built him up as, like, a kind of sort of monster. You built him up as a guy who can beat everybody but Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Oh, I was about but, to say, and Roman Reigns. Um, no, but you got the Lashleys of the world. Um, yeah, but he's not heel. Like he's like Braun's is weird. He's in this weird baby face. Like I feel like Braun would work better as a heel than a baby face because I feel like there's more feuds that make sense. Whereas a baby face, I can't see him feuding with Kevin Owens, and I'm like, damn, Kevin Owens is gonna beat Braun Strowman. Like they put him in a position where it feels like he can't lose. Yeah, or or whoever beats him is very very special. I'm, I don't mind that as long as you're a fighting champion. As long as you're a fighting monster, you know? Brock, what pisses me off about Brock is he's not a fighting champion. And then on top of that, he doesn't lose. Well, see, so I, I agree to a certain extent. I like the special attraction of Brock Lesnar to an extent because he disappears for a little bit too long. I don't, I don't feel like the champion should always wrestle on television. I don't think that it should be necessary. And I think that makes it a little bit more special. However, the problem with Brock Lesnar, not the winning part... It's his matches suck. That's yeah. my problem with Brock Lesnar. Like, it went from the, the annihilation of John Cena, which everybody loved. And then as time progressed, the matches became finishers. Like, that was it. German suplex finish. Like, it wasn't. Like, after Suplex City won with John Cena. Goldberg. Yeah, like, it was, it, was, it was the same kind of match. And there's, aside from maybe, like, the AJ Styles match. And the triple his, threat with Cena and Rollins. Yeah, aside from those matches, it's like the sameness is what bothers me. But like, I would love for Braun Strowman to be champion and not wrestle on TV. Like, he could appear, but I don't feel like you should defend your title on television all the time because it waters, waters it down. You got enough titles you could defend. Yeah, no, I, I like the appearance factor. Yeah. Just, just be around. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, just the, the matches suck. That's my only issue. The matches are absolute trash. Meanwhile, I'm just going to state this right now. I think the Cavs are about to sweep Toronto because there's really Toronto really has no idea what to do. Anyway, let's moving on. Kevin Love took off tonight. I was watching that too. Like I have it here in the station. And I found, like, an edit bay, and we got TVs in here. And I just have it on, and I'm just like, yo, what the hell happened to the Raptors? At home? Yo, yeah. they're, getting, they're getting washed right now. Oh, LeBron man. has, LeBron is, like, 33 and 13 assists yeah. after doing nothing in the first quarter. They're getting, they're, <laughs> he might as well just buy real estate in Toronto because he's the king yo, there. LeBron's like Thanos right now. He's just <laughs> nuking these guys. Anyway. Please, someone Photoshop that. I just need Thanos, like, chilling, watching the sunset, but it's really Braun. Like, yeah. just, just let LeBron just, just rock out with his Thanos flick. Um, all right, let's talk about uh, Backlash before we get out of here then. Let's run down the card. We have Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I feel like Strowman and Lashley will win, but that's setting up a feud in the future. Yeah, I feel like they need to turn Bobby Lashley heel. I, I think like so too. Both- that's why I like Lashley, a heel Lashley versus a face Braun. Yeah, there's, there's no juice on Lashley. As a babyface character, none whatsoever. Like all the juice is if he was a heel, but then even as a heel, I, I just need him to be a menacing heel, and I don't know if they really know what to do with him. Like he's another guy that should be like, I think somebody said it in our group chat. Like MVP should be his mouthpiece. Yeah, that would be. Excellent. He needs a manager. Yeah, exactly. That'd be great. They don't want to pay an extra guy. Though. Yeah, but yeah, Strowman and Lastly, maybe maybe Lastly turns on Strowman and sets up a few because Strowman again, Strowman has nowhere to go from here. It's like Tyler Butts because who else is going? Dog, he won the tag team titles by himself, <laughs> and then he just won the greatest Royal Rumble. Like if you don't give him a title shot, you need to give him a logical yeah. feud. And Lastly's like the only guy. Yeah, because if you beat Lashley and have a couple good matches, then you beat Lashley right before SummerSlam. It's like cool because now it's like I beat a guy who looks like a monster. He's just a black Brock, so now I can be Brock. You know, like, Yo, it, it, it lends that story. Jesus, LeBron, he's killing these fools. Oh, but the thing about Lashley, though, is if he comes out and loses, it kind of feels like, well, where does he go? Exactly. Like, I hope I hope they figure this out. Um, but, yeah, I, I think Strowman and Lashley, maybe they lose because of Lashley. But yeah. I'm only concerned in the, in the angle. If it's just a straight-up match, then it's all for fucking nothing. All right, then we have Seth Rollins versus The Miz. Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins I mean, wins it again. Um, yeah. yeah, of course. Hardy versus Orton. Oh, man. It has to please God be Jeff Hardy because Randy Orton's terrible. Um, <laughs> and this is from somebody who used to like Randy Orton, but not, and not even talking about, talking about mailing it in. He's mailed it in. Yeah, he's, he's, mm, no thanks. Uh, Jeff Hardy should win this match. Yeah, I think so too. Um, in which I want to see an appearance. Only reason Randy Orton will win if I get to see El Idolo come out. <laughs> and uh, we get MAGA Orton. Versus just an incredible heel Cien Almas. Uh, that that would be so dope. Uh, and then I'd be pissed when Orton goes over on him. Right. Then we have Nia Jax versus Alexa Bliss. Nia has to win again. But yeah. I don't know where her next feud is. There's no one left I, on Raw. Yo, Nia and I mean, not, not that Nia's Braun. Braun has become a better character and a better wrestler than Nia. But they're like in the same spot. Like as a baby face, it's like, well, who do you feud with after this? Yeah, I mean, I guess like, whoever turns heel, Sasha or Bailey. I if guess, that shit but, ever happens, we're still on the same storyline. Oh my god, it feels like forever too. But I, I dog, I guess. I, I mean, yeah, whatever. Carmella versus <laughs> Charlotte. I'm gonna pick Carmella, and I'm pissed. So now we can have Natalia beat Charlotte, Charlotte beat Oscar, and end the streak, and then Carmella beat Charlotte. What? 
Yeah, I mean, this is all dumb when you piece it together like that, and this is the reason why I hated that Oscar lost at WrestleMania because now it's like all for nothing. But uh, yeah, it feels like Carmella's gonna go over on some some cheat uh, the Iconics or something. So she's got to cheat. She yeah. has to go over. Um, um, she can't lose the title that quick. No, you're right. Daniel Bryan versus Big Cass, your favorite matchup of the night. Jesus Christ, yo, what is Big Diesel, Cass doing? Diesel to his 2.0. Body? Yo, he he actually looks in really good shape. I'm just talking about the tan though. Jesus Christ, well, I mean, he's, the, like, he's got that Hogan tan, but it's, like, worse. Yeah, I mean, but he, he's in the best shape of his career. He doesn't have, he, like, like Fupa big cast anymore. Yeah, I mean, he, he looks like he's in great shape, but he's he's here to just put Daniel Bryan over, so there's yeah, he, that. He's he's Diesel all the way. I think they let Big Cass beat Daniel Bryan. You're not going to like right. that. And I think both would be in the Money in the Bank match, Um, carrying the feud over. I, I think Big Cass wins. In some ways, I'm not mad at it. From a logical stand, from a logic standpoint, I feel like you can't bring Big Cass and just completely nuke him, and then you send him back to the mid card. But uh, it just feels like Daniel Bryan. It, it's kind of weird to have him lose, yeah. right? It's, but, but it's yeah, not going to hurt Cass him. Any. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, that this thing, it's not going to hurt him. It just depends on how he loses. If he were to lose to Big Cass, this is, my problem with Big Cass is he's really not that good. I just feel like they really don't have a lot of heels on SmackDown, and they could keep one to stay engaged in the feud with Daniel Bryan until they figure out how they're going to get the title on him. Yeah, um, and just postpone that Miz feud as well. Right. That's, that's the biggest thing. Yeah, just <laughs> like postpone the Miz feud. I want Miz feud at SummerSlam, Daniel Bryan for the title at Mania. So whatever the hell you got to do in between then, so be it. Yeah, Um true. Then we get Samoa Joe, and please, please let that Daniel Bryan, Samoa Joe be the match at Mania for the title. I'd lose my damn mind. Uh, Samoa Joe versus Roman Reigns. Say it ain't so, Joe. Um, Joe's going to take the L. Roman needs Uh, to win. He probably will, Um, but the smart thing would be for it to put Samoa Joe over because you, you need that guy. To, to be that monster heel on SmackDown. You really don't need Reigns to win that match. It's kind of dumb. But like, Reigns hasn't right. won in so long at this point. I know, I know, like I you, get you it. you need but him to win. Because if not, I mean, it's like, like, what is he going to get his next win? It feels like it would be the linchpin to turn Roman Reigns heel. Like, the, the piece that I wrote for Bleacher Report. Like, turn him heel. Like, go that route. But they're not going to go that route. They're going to put Roman over on Joe, and I'm going to be pissed. Oh, yeah, you know you are. And then um, Styles versus Nakamura. Low blow. No, no DQ match. Oh, man. Um, I feel like Styles, this is where Styles wears the golden cup. Hurts Nakamura's arm and wins because of that. I'm, I'm, I'm still keeping that fantasy booking alive. I feel like, okay, I feel like Nakamura should win because this feud has not, it's not what it should have been. It hasn't come close to touching the Wrestle Kingdom match. They oh, the haven't matches had that haven't. I, I like the storyline, though. I like I, building a heel Nakamura. I I would argue this has a better storyline than that New Japan feud. Because the the New New Japan Japan feud was like two months. And it was like, okay, it's out of respect, blah, blah, blah. This has a better story. That was just a better match so far. Uh, The the low blows are just obnoxious. I I think they're hilarious. Like, Really, that's the only way to get Nakamura a shred of heat, right? Is to get people just like, yo, again, like... You have to get people to be tired of him or to dislike him. They're not going yeah. to dislike Nakamura. They definitely dislike him always using the low blow. You take whatever you can get because the guy is so over. 
I mean, look, Nakamura is, I think he's a great heel because people forget, like, the dude was an excellent heel in, in New Japan. Yeah. Um, but Mid-card I, heel I just, only, I, though, right? Well, no, he was inter, he was Intercontinental Champion. Like, he had his run. He's mid-card. Um, I don't know if you can necessarily qualify as a mid-card because he was super over. Okay. Like, he was okay. still main event and shit. But, yeah. uh, but heel Nakamura was a great version of Nakamura. And that was the majority of Nakamura's tenure in New Japan was as a heel. So... This it makes sense. I just I, they need to have a better match, and that, that's all I care about. Yeah, um, I'm as long as say, the match I'm, delivers, uh, no DQ hopefully will help that. Yeah, the no DQ kind of signs that AJ should win, but I hope Nakamura kind of wins because I don't want him to just be here just to be somebody's jabroni. Like, yeah, get a title. I want Nakamura to win and hold the title because two failed title shots, title you know feuds, that hurts. Because yeah. who gets three in a year? Like that's just it's not going to happen. So that hurts a ton. And uh, but the Samoa Joe coming out and calling out AJ Styles, that worries me, because it's like you already built AJ Styles' next feud before this one finished. Yeah, so I really have no idea this one goes. I know we got to wrap up here, but uh, New Japan does Tanahashi beat Okada, and that's tomorrow night. Well, that's actually tonight in Japan. Tonight, no, Okada wins and breaks the record, I believe, over Tanahashi. Okay. How it should be. Uh, and does Osprey retain his title against Kushida? Yes, even though Kushida, last night at the house show, was fucking dope against Osprey. They had like a tag match. Um, that was really fun. But I think Osprey has it. Osprey carries the belt into Battle of Super Juniors, goes in looking like a favorite, but puts someone else over. Yeah, sounds about right. And then the last one, uh, the Bullet Club split. You got uh, Cody's Bullet Club and Kenny's Bullet Club are having a big 10-man tag match. Kenny or Cody? Who who's gonna get? It? Cody beat Kota Ibushi last night. Yes, he did. But was, uh, what Hangman Page was against Kenny, and Kenny beat Hangman. Exactly. And then the other two members, I think it was the Elite, won the titles off of Gorilla Destiny and someone else. Yep. So this is gonna be fun. So I, I'm it's gonna, gonna say be a good Kenny match. I'll take more. yeah. I'll take Kenny. Yeah, keep this feud going. I, I feel like they haven't figured out the end game. I, maybe they do know it with this Bullet Club thing, but it's it's been fun while it's been going on. No, it is. It's confusing I, at times, but it's been fun. Yeah, I thought, like, you know, the payoff should have been, you know, just, what, the last pay-per-view? Um, but, no, I like that it's still going on. Why not, right? Like, what yeah, else are not? you guys going to do? Like, Okada's on top. No one's challenging him. Um, it'll be interesting if they use this to propel Cody and not Naito, not Kenny Omega, Cody to be the true foil for Okada once and for all. And if we get a Cody Okada match with Cody going over at uh at Wrestle Kingdom, how crazy would that shit be? He'd be the biggest heel on the planet. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it'll stretch out that far, but it's it's interesting. It's no, interesting. it just has to stretch stretch to um to G one. Because as long yeah, as you I mean, stretch it G one and Cody wins G one, you're guaranteed him and Okada. Yeah, that that so would, that's yeah. just August. It's three months. You gotta stretch it for three months. We'll, hey, we'll see how it goes. Kenny Omega we'll versus Cody, final G one would be dope with Cody going over and putting him as the big foil for Okada. Look at this yeah. booking in advance like ghetto. Let's go years in advance. It's quality right. booking, Dre. Uh, all right, that's our show for today, though. Thank you guys for listening. Once again, follow us on social media at the Corner LSN on all platforms. Me at Kel Dansby, him at Andreas Hale. Next week we'll have a couple things to recap. A lot of stuff to preview. We're starting to heat up. Combat Sports is heating up. Please, please, no more Kanye bullshit. We're good. It's two episodes. 
we're, we're good on that. Once again, if I spoiled Infinity War for you, I don't give a damn. Should have watched it already. I watched it three times. Go to the movies and see what we're talking about. Thank you, guys. We're out. Peace. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.